When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. And it's it's time, Ryan, man. I, I titled this in our Zoom. I titled it, this is the calm before the storm. The calm before training camp storm. So, And I say storm, that's probably not the best word to use because a storm is always usually associated with something that's bad. But it could be a good storm, right? We could get... Great news at training camp, all throughout Damn. training camp for the Saints, bro. But, but, <laughs> been in this game a little too much. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we we know the deal, bro. That's not is not that's not how it works. But it's also the calm before this last what month month and a half. You know, we've been putting out episodes, content, talking about the Saints, talking about football, whatever. But there really hasn't been anything pressing that we really can be like, oh, we gotta we we gotta cover this. We gotta do an episode yeah. immediately. We haven't had to do any emergency podcast in a while. Huh. That that changes things. That's oh yeah. We gotta have, you know gotta be like a little more alert on my phone if I see like something pop up in terms of a notification. So it's the calm before the storm. We're recording this. Tuesday night, the night before training camp starts for the for the Saints. Um, but before we get into talking about Saints and before we even get into the show, a couple of things I wanted to um, just hit on off the top. First thing I wanted to say is myself, Ryan, didn't want to risk, or uh, me, didn't want to wish um, John uh, Desjardins uh, uh, De- a healthy, speedy recovery um, in his in his fight with cancer. Uh, yeah. We, you know, I saw it posted on Twitter. Um, me and you saw John when we were checking in at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, yeah. right? You know, like that was in what February or whatever it was, March. Mm-hmm. As someone who's dealt with a family member having a very just awful sickness, I, I don't wish it on, on anyone. John does a great job, great job covering the Saints and just being a fixture. Um, voice for like the official saints and so we wanted to just give him well wishes to his family speedy recovery hope you get better and, and kick that cancer to, um kick cancer's ass john we really we really we really mean that yes sir um second thing i wanted i wanted to say is with training camp about to start uh ryan tweeted about it earlier i'll say man like if you're not you're not part of the crew, like the Saints Twitter podcast crew, like up to this point. 
Like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying we don't. We you know we always welcome land people on, on on the train. Like we will we'll stop it. You know we the conductors. We can stop it. But if you ain't on it now, it's it's about to take off, man. man. <laughs> it's, about, it's about to take off. Um, we have some things in store that's going to coincide with the first week of football starting. Like oh, like the first week one, we have things coinciding with that. We are we have things that are coming to fruition for the podcast that allows us to continue to make it better. We appreciate that. And and we have like, I mean, I, people are going to hear it later in the episode, but I kind of wanted to address it. Like, we got our first like official direct sponsorship. Shout yeah. out to, shout out to Vertimac. Shout out to, to Brian O'Rourke for reaching out to us and, and, wanting to partner with us and and everyone later you'll you'll hear the the ad check out vertimax at vertimax.com but i i just the the avenue where the podcast is going when we did that fucking dumpy ass episode with tony Pauline, when we were just trying to get information from him like i i couldn't didn't foresee this i didn't foresee this at all at all um, and the fact that like just a rough amount of people that's going to be at the the Raiders VIP for Patreons is about like at least twenty, maybe twenty five people. With some people coming in from overseas. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, Ryan. You, I know you like to sometimes like not show up. Show up. I'm gonna be there, bro. <laughs> got, got, got to show up this time, nigga. Can't let you off the hook at all. Um. But we're really, we're really excited about a lot of things that we have upcoming. So uh, I wanted to say, you know, thank you to our our community. I I know we did great last season for the Saints. It was kind of a weird season, but like our numbers, podcast wise, um, we're pretty like we're we're good. But I just have a feeling, hopefully, that they'll even improve and be better um, this season. I think I think you and I both expect them to be better, um, and. With that said, like this is also means that we got to be more on the ball and making this show better in terms of what all that <laughs> entails. We have about a little over twenty more um, coffee mugs to get sent out to anyone who's a Patreon member at the ten dollar level or higher. Working on getting those mugs sent out and everything, so there's about twenty more. Um, but we're just we're just trying to do bigger and better things for this podcast, and so it's. It's great to see. Um, anything that you wanted to add by chance? No, man. Just the appreciation I have for everybody, the supporters, our listeners. Like, you just have no idea. Like, you keep us going, man. And we just want to keep pushing and grow this thing. Like I tweeted earlier, I wanted to be a movement. Like, I wanted to be bigger than just podcast listeners. I wanted to be like a real community, man. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, in the early, you know, 20th century, late 18th century, but late 19th century, you know, people had communities, man. Like you really couldn't depend on any outside force to come help you, you know? So people had to build, you know, common bonds and stuff, you know, mutual aid societies, all type of stuff like that. Unions, all kind of little things that binded people together. Lodges, men had lodges. They would go, it was all women's groups. There's all kind of little things. You know, now today with the digital age, we have these ways where we can connect with people around the world. So we could we have a chance to build like a little community just to support each other, man. Like not just 
with Saints football with, with, with anything, you know. Like, if you look at the people, like, the people in our Patreon, the people in our Discord, man, you have people from all walks of life. People from, you know, people in Europe, people in Louisiana, New York, wherever, people with all kind of different uh, skills, you know. And if we can grow this community, we have, like, a nice, just collaborative uh, environment where people could share knowledge, share skills, share benefits with each other. If somebody needs help with something, jobs, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It needs some kind of service. You might know somebody. Like, just a little community that we could build and it'd just be, like, cool, you know what I'm saying? Where somebody, you know, in our group starts a business, we could support them, stuff like that. You know, it it could, I think, when I, when I sit back and I just think about it, I think it could be something really big down the line. Uh, when I just look at it, you know, years later. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like years from now, you know what I'm saying? So if people just need to come on and get on in, man, because we be about to build this thing. It's, you, you, if, they, if you build it, they will come. So we, we, we've we been building it, man. Um, so we ain't going to say, we ain't going to say more than that. As, as things get closer to when we can rebuild it, we will rebuild it. But um, we're just going to shut up for now. So anyway, Let's let's get into it. So we're gonna to try to keep this a shorter one. I know we talk, typically go up a little about an hour. We're gonna keep this one. Try to keep it shorter. Um, this is the last day that I'll be in California before I go off to to vacation. I, I'll try to do an episode when I'm in Hawaii. No, no promises, but we'll we'll try our we'll try our best. Uh, I wanted to hit on some general NFL news first. Just two two items really quickly that I wanted us I wanted to say about. First, I want to start with the whole Colin Murray, Colin Murray contract incentive thing that was put in his contract, um, where essentially the Cardinals had it has it written out in his contract, and it wasn't hidden because the contract has to be submitted to the NFL. Is that Kyler Murray has to be undistracted for four hours in like do football homework essentially independent like studies or some some shit like that when i heard that i was like what like yeah that's the it's the first of its kind and and then part of me asked if the cardinals knew that this was going to be news when it came out did they do this like make? I mean, I, I, everything. Everyone's gotten their tune by now, right? Kyler God has his money. Everyone's got extended in the front office of Arizona, but it just creates this like, what? Like, and then my other reaction was like, four hours. So you saying this man could be like, all right, give me, give me this tablet. Let me, okay, what, okay, this defense cover three, and after four hours, he just puts it out. It's just like. All right, just put his, his his gaming headset back on, bro. Just, like, <laughs> it's, it's, what, what are your thoughts when you when you heard that? I had so many thoughts. I was I thought like, what first has anybody ever had something like this in the country? Um, two, is this are they serious about this? Like, is this something they plan on tracking? You know, will they have like a tracker in the iPad? That you know shows how long he's studying tape or whatever. Um, uh, then I thought, like you know, what what if he doesn't need four hours? You know, like what if you what if you only need an hour? Like I don't know. Like 
Because why why four albums? Like, what's that metric worth? You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that you study, like, you could I could study for four hours and not learn much, and I could study for thirty minutes and learn a ton. So it's like then I thought, like, you know, why would why is this something you would put in a contract? Like, I just it's just, it's like it's just weird to me. And you know, if you felt that this is something that needs to be in a contract, is that something you want to like? Is this somebody you want to guarantee one hundred sixty million dollars? You know, and I wonder, like, say he doesn't. Like, can you can you void this contract? Can you void the guaranteed money if for somehow you're able to track that he's not spending four hours a day? Like, what was the what was the agent thinking? Like, his agent. So- I know Florio, been pretty loud, bro. But like, I know, I know, Florio said something on the lines. And I didn't read the whole article. I've been extremely busy this week, not making sure everything work related on my end was done before I left on vacation. But I know in the tweet he said that, like, Kyler Murray would be in default of the contract if those four hours aren't met. It's it's just weird, man. What? It's like what? Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Would we'll be in default. Default. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's just, it's just crazy to me. That's crazy to me. It's crazy that it's in a contract. It's crazy that you got to tell a professional how much time he has to study. Because, like, who are you to tell me how much I need to study? Like, you know what I'm saying? But remember what came out when when shit was bad, bro? Like, it was like, Kyle is not mature enough. He, he, I mean, it's obvious. That's obvious. Addicted to video games. He doesn't study, like. So obviously there was some smoke around that fire, right? Like an NFL team doesn't put that wording in a contract unless like that's but, a, a legit but, issue. But, but for me, I'm like, even if you put it in a contract, if a dude ain't interested, he ain't interested. Like I could mm. spend four hours on an iPad. That's what I'm saying. With, with Game Pass rolling, and just, <laughs> I'll be listening to some Drake. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, like. Just, just regular, you got the regular game pass going. You playing video games on the little right. like, oh, about, about, about to get these niggas. Like at the end of the day, it's about production. What you do on the field, period. Like I don't care how many hours you spend studying game tape. Like, are you a good football player? And are you, you know, are you bringing it every week? To me, that's the metric that counts. So it just the fact that it's just weird, man. Like that whole thing. I had so many thoughts. I just, I just, why I didn't even tweet about it because I had so many thoughts. Like, I was like, where do you go with this? And then you already got, like, you know, you know, there's the whole racist element of it. And it's just like, I was like, man, this is just crazy, bro. Like, I will crazy. say it, it does create a dangerous uh, precedent. Yeah. With, with that being put in, in a contract. And I mean, I guess the way Carlos saw the way Kyler saw it is that I'm getting like 160 million, 170 million guaranteed. Right. Uh, whatever. You know, like yeah, whatever. Like part of me understands that, but it's kind of a slippery slope, man. Like it's just yeah. it's just a weird thing. And you know, it's a thing that it's easy to make fun of because I—I'll be honest. Like I was in it, they got, gave this nigga like certified like homework in his contract. Like, <laughs> like oh, he, he got a homework assignment. Like, <laughs> but 
Anyway, I'll say this. If he goes out and balls out this upcoming season, all all that shit won't mean anything. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. It's all, that matters. all that matters is what happens on the field. Like, if he's balling out, you think they care how many hours he's spending? If, nope. he's spending, if he spends two hours instead of four hours, like, do they care if he's balling? No. Nope. Now, if he's struggling, that's when they go through the contract and look for any fine tooth they can mm-hmm. use to get out of that guaranteed money. And that was the catch. That's why I'm just blown away that the agent allowed that. Like, I can't believe that. It's 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 wild, especially when he was huffing and puffing so so earlier, not that long ago. Right. Um, so let's move on from, from Kyler. Let's switch gears and let's talk about the news that came out today regarding Julio Jones signing a one-year deal with Tampa Bay Bucks. Now I've been on Twitter a lot today, but the general reaction I, I saw from Saints Twitter of this was just like, okay, and it's Julio. Marshawn going to lock him up anyway. He's over the key. Blah, blah. Listen, listen. This is this is where, like, the fandom comes out a little too much. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, over the top because – Okay, yeah, it is. It is quote unquote just Julio. He had a very bad season last year with the Titans. He's older. He's you know he's injured. He doesn't run as fast. I get it. But if you're just looking at it in the prism of this quote unquote just Julio, you're missing the point, right? What have we talked about on this pod for the longest time? Whether it was Drew, whether it was Jameis, whoever, good teams good to great teams overload their quarterback with weapons. Mm-hmm. Overload with weapons. Chiefs have, the Chiefs historically have done it. The Bengals, the Bengals have done it with Joe Burrow. Like, that's what good teams do. The Rams, they, they got Cooper Cup. Oh, they had Odell. Like, now they have Allen Robinson. So, it's not just the Tampa Bay Bucks added Julio. You got to look at you got to look at the entire wide receiver group. They have right. Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin, who I thought he may not play in week two, but he's on track to potentially be clear for week one because, yeah. of course, he is. And you got Julio, and you got Russell Gage. Like, the Saints are lucky in the sense that they have such a deep secondary, and I think moves like the Julio move, I know I've, I've kind of said – Maybe Bradley Roby gets traded or, or cut if, you know, Alante Taylor comes in and just blows it up. But, like, a move like that is like, shit, man, you just keep fucking Bradley Roby because you don't have yeah. to put people on the field to cover these dudes. Yeah. No, nah, look, man, like, even last year with the Tennessee Titans, even though he didn't play a lot, he was injured most of the season, like, he put up, you know, like 400 yards and averaged, like, 14 yards per catch. You know, with 30, 31 receptions, 14 yards per catch, which is about his average, you know, it's about his average, you know, for his career. So, like, the dude, I remember just seeing one game. I think I remember only one game watching him. He was healthy. He still moved good, man. Like, moved pretty well, man. Like, the, the, question, the, the, one, the question with him is, can he be healthy enough to get on the field snap to step? Because he just hadn't been. But if he can, like, he's a problem, bro. Like, you, Julio Jones is like your wide receiver three is a problem. <laughs> three, like, three or four. 
Like, right. like that, that is, and I, that is an embarrassment of riches. And again, again, I know Julio is not the same player. He's not the same no. elite route receiver pros or player that he was in when he was dominating, but we try to, we try to like enlighten fans and kind of take away some of that, some of that homerism and fandom that sometimes is just apparent, you know, not just Saints fans, any, any sports fans, football, basketball, doesn't matter. But it also goes to help like Tampa Bay's depth. So what, what if Chris Godwin can't, you know, play the first couple of weeks of the season? So it's like, oh, okay, well now you got, now you got Mike Evans, Russell Gage and Julio Jones. Like, you don't, you don't like as as a team. If you're a Tampa Bay standpoint, you don't go from, two, you know, you don't go from like maybe a rock like a wide receiver four or five trying to fill in that spot. You have like Julio fucking Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, potential Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do a lot worse. And so that's that's all I wanted to say in regards to that is I just I just completely saw just dismissed. Like, and I, I'm not scared. And I I get that if you just look at it in that very like simple prism, but you have to kind of like look at it, take a step back, and see like the entire picture. But like I said just a little while ago, the Saints secondary, especially at cornerback, is very very deep. That let's say they go four wide, right? Let's say they yeah. go Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Julio Russell Gage. First of all, it's it's it shouldn't be allowed that a team should be able to go for a while like that. Can I first say that? <laughs> like, like what what bruh? what are we doing? But to potentially be able to combat it with Marshawn, CD, Paulson Adebo, Bradley Roby, or Alante Taylor, like that's crazy, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's wild. It is. That is, but you know, like we see how these games play out, man. Like, if Saints, if the Saints' the defensive line can be dominant, you know, you're not gonna see that for a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they won't be able to do it. They won't be able to do it because they need protection. Um, so you know, it's a game of matchups, though. At the end of the day, so you're not gonna see Marshawn Lattimore on Julio Jones. Marshawn Lennon going to be on Mike Evans. So you might see, you know, Bradley Roby on Julio Jones. You know, what's that matchup look like? So it's it's one of those pick your poison type of things, but it's going to be interesting. I already booked it, though. He's going he's gonna to play versus the Saints. He might miss every game of the season, but he will be playing and healthy versus the Saints in week two. And he's going to fumble. He's going to fumble. Keep calling it, bro. Might have might have 150 yards. They're gonna fumble too. <laughs> and it's gonna be a crucial fumble too. Just one of those like <laughs> if that happens, bro, we gotta we have to somehow it's my favorite to... step, man, that he has more fumbles against the Saints than touchdowns. That's wild. We know. would have to somehow get the the video of the fumble that's happening in week two. And then put the put this audio of you like making this prediction like right under it. Let's do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> just let it run. Um, so we just wanted to hit on 
so big NFL topics really quickly. The Kyler thing, one to hit on Julio. Um, I can't think of – don't think there's anything else that I'm missing. Or maybe there is, but if there is, I don't really – I mean, it didn't come to my attention. So before we get into the Saints, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, – sorry, I had Carl Granson in my mind. We're going to take a quick pause to get a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. What's up, Ryan? Yo, I'm just going to say this. I want you to get offended. I'm a big dude. You a big dude. Damn. And I know sometimes weight loss has been an issue that we both dealt with our, our entire lives. But I want to tell you about something that I came across about this great new company called Vertimax. Okay. Did you know that Vertimax is the leading sports performance and fitness equipment company that's used by half of D1 programs and half of the NFL and NBA teams, we have an NFL podcast. Mm. It's used by professional leagues as well as other teams all around the world. There's the Vertimax platform and there's a Vertimax Raptor used to help athletes improve their performance on the field for almost three decades. That's wow. almost as old as you. <laughs> I know we, we we pick on him, but did you know that we pick on him in terms of his little his workouts? But Jameis Winston actually has trained on a Vertimax Raptor, and the mm. King of New Orleans himself, Drew Brees, has trained on a Vertimax platform along with other top NFL and college football pro athletes. I was just scrolling on TikTok. I saw Amari Cooper using a Vertimax machine. Wow. We know we have a lot of listeners that have kids. They're in sports. They're in soccer, baseball, football, track and field, you name it. If you're a parent and you want to help your child improve in terms of their sports performance, or maybe you just feel like you just want to get your body right for the summer and, and get fit, you need to, I check, out, summer. You need to, you need to check out Vertimax. So, all you have to do is go to Vertimax.com or follow them on social media at Vertimax. That's B-E-R-T-I Max. Again, that's at B-E-R-T-I Max, Vertimax.com. Look into getting yourself a Vertimax platform, a Vertimax Raptor, and tell me you won't see the improvement. All right, it's that time. Let's talk about these pre-training camp pressers that happened today regarding or happened today with Dennis Allen, with Mickey Loomis. Let's also talk about like the moves that the Saints made. And these are pre-training camp moves. So in, in actuality, it may not mean anything, but they did sign three players, three veteran players today before training camp. They signed it the center Nick Martin. Um, who was formerly of the Houston Texans, was drafted by the Houston Texans. They signed the running back, Malcolm Brown, um, who have who was with the Rams for the longest time. And then last season, he was with the Dolphins. And then they signed a defensive end, Scott Patchen? <laughs> sure. Um, and then they waived Derek Swigwinger, potentially Jordan Miller, and they waved punter Daniel Whalen. That burning question has been answered. It's been put out. It's not burning no, anymore. Not burning. It's extinguished. 
Um, I know the the focus on the like the attention is on the Malcolm Brown signing because it's a running back. We've been asking him to get a running back, and we, we'll talk about that. But to me, like the interesting signing out of these three players is the the Nick Martin signing to me. Because mm. uh, I might be wrong, but I know he's just, I think he's played exclusively center his entire career. But I wonder if he is someone that they could look at in terms of a depth swing guard role or a backup guard role um, behind either Pete or, or Cesar Ruiz. No, we need it. Like, we need it, man. Like, and we need competition for Ruiz, to be honest. Like, I mean, calling competition is another word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we just need people, bodies that can fill that role when they decide to pull that switch. Can I can I tell you one of the funny funniest things I did see? Uh so obviously with football season wrapping up, the Saints um Instagram account, Twitter account, shout out to our guy Alex, um at repo on Twitter. Uh you know, they've been posting like pictures and videos of players, you know, in their in their in their Saints jersey and getting amped and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everyone's like, yeah, bro, they, they, they show like Jameis, they show Chris Olave, the the ju- the juice one they released today was hot. And then like a mythical preacher, bro. Like, I felt like I saw a lot in that monster. They they put the Mike Thomas one up today, and I was like, Ooh, this nigga is real. Like I saw the 13, 13 jersey. Doing the own flex. I was like, what? All jokes aside, it was it was good to see that, right? It was like it really oh, was, shit. bro. Like I, I don't, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm being jo- jovial about it, but to truly just see him again in a Saints jersey and like a Saints, you know, uniform doing like I was like, man, it's been forever since we've seen that, man. It's crazy. So all these social media things. And then they posted one of Marquez Callaway and Cesar Ruiz, bruh, and it was just <laughs> like it was like right after the Michael Thomas one, and it was like, oh, here y'all go fucking up. Yeah, exactly the sound I had in my head, bruh. <laughs> Shout out to our dude, our dude Mark and our Patreon. He took a pitch and he just Scratched, he just blocked out Caesar Ruiz and just kept Callaway. Said it got better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the Nick Martin sign is interesting to me because Nick Martin, like he was, he's been, he, I would say at the most probably decent in the league. Um, he's been in the league what? He was a second round pick in 2017, so he's only like five years into the league. Um, he's the brother of. Oh, the Cowboys, Martin, who retired. Oh, yeah. Zach a, Martin? Zach Martin. There you go. Brother Zach Martin. Apparently, Nick Martin played for the, the Raiders last season, which I didn't know. But that, to me, was just kind of like caught my attention. What were your thoughts on them signing Malcolm Brown or signing a, a running back before training camp? Uh, I'm with it, man. I, I, I was hoping they would sign uh, Jordan Howard. Um, oh, that's right. They did bring him in for a workout. That's they right. Brought him in. Uh, they brought him in. They wish they might still do. Uh, bring bring all running backs. Like I really, 
don't care who the running back is. Like, just bring them all in. Let them compete because we just need it, man. Like, Mark Ingram, I love him to death, but, you know, he's on the tail end of his career. Um, so we're just going to need that depth. We don't know what's going to happen with um, Alvin Kamara. Oh, we still don't know. So it's it's just like it's just hanging over. It sucks. Uh, doesn't isn't his next court date the first of August? I believe if I'm remembering correctly, I, believe it's I think so. But you know how those court dates are. Oh, yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> no, they just continue that shit. It's like whatever. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, like it sounds weird to say, but like, can y'all bring like Devontae Freeman back? Like, he looked pretty good for the Ravens last season. Bro. Yeah, that was weird, huh? Well, I, did not, I did not like him in the preseason. I was like, At all, bro. Just look, look. It's a jag. But then he got to the Ravens. Like, he didn't, he didn't move that fast with the Saints in the preseason. Like, <laughs> got extra, extra hop in the stuff. Um, some, something that also the Saints announced today was that uh, safety Teron Matthew is going to, uh, will be excused um, from the beginning of training camp to deal with personal issues. I don't, so I'll say this. I'm not going to speculate in any type of way about what's going on that, at all. But the only negative I see from this, and you've hit on it, you've been hit on it a lot um, with all everything is there's a lot of new moving pieces in the safety defense in the secondary, especially in the back end. Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you, got, you got Teron, you got Marcus May, um, completely, different, completely new safety. And you said, like, you know, if we there's some busts early in the season, like, you would not be surprised. And honestly, I wouldn't be either if, like, oh, yeah. 40, 50 yard either touchdown or like pass, catch. And then you just everybody see, like, standing with their hands on the <laughs> Yep. And then everyone looking at each other, like, no, nah, I thought you had whatever, right? The only thing I'll say about the whole Toronto not being a start training camp is training camp is the like the, the battleground. Or like if you on the defense, any foot, anything in any foot offense defense, but especially like on defense, like you're calling out things. If you're the safety, you're calling out things to the other safety, or you're calling out things to the corner in terms yeah. of like, are we gonna are we gonna switch it? Am I gonna pass it off? All that communication, it happens in training camp. Like that's yeah. where it happens. And so we have no idea how long it's gonna be. Maybe a couple of days, maybe a week, whatever. But I do think that. That him being not there also may play into, you know, the whole maybe potential bust in the season, early yeah. in the season. No, no doubt. And, you know, we'll see. He could be back tomorrow. We don't know. I have no idea what the issue is. Could be having a baby. Could be whatever, you know. So we'll see, you know. But it was just one of those things. You just kind of write a little note at the bottom like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about some of the things that kind of came out um, in the press conferences today. I want to give – so I feel like weird. And I, I'll say this off the end, off top. Ryan and I are not beat reporters. We're not Nick Underhill. We're not Catherine Terrell. Shout out to Catherine Terrell for becoming the, the ESPN Saints beat reporter. Um, we're not Mark Triplett, Underhill. Like, we're not those people. And shout out to everyone who – Covers the Saints, um, John Hendricks, Ross Jackson. Sh- shout out to yeah. that whole crew. Um, so basically what we do is like we just 
we we read everything that was said, you know, what was reported, put on Twitter, and then we comment on it. Ryan and I have professional careers that we do for a living. I I don't want to make <laughs> the Saints my career. Like a long time ago, I thought I did, and then I'm like, no, I'm no. good. Um, so I don't want to be like, well, you guys weren't there. Like, no, we weren't there. But there are places where we sometimes we are there. We were we were there at the Senior Bowl. We were feet on the ground at the Senior Bowl. Um, so yes, this is us commenting on what other people reported during these press conferences. I, I did want to say that and kind of put that out there, but I do think I, our opinions still matter because we do know this football team so well. So I just wanted to say that. Um, where do I, I don't think where I want to start. Let's start with, let's start with the good news, right? We talked about a little bit last episode, the fact that Taysom Hill had a Liz Frank injury in January, <laughs> had other like stuff that was bothering him throughout the season, right? He had like the, the bum, like all this other shit. The man's not on PUP. He's expected to practice, maybe not full, um, but practice in to some capacity with sounds like without much restrictions. That is absolutely wild in that in that also changes my perception of the tight end position a little bit because when because if when when i was just thinking like taste not gonna be back till like october november we're gonna be dealing with like finding nemo you know adam troutman nick bennett dewan johnson that mishmash of players i was like like the like the like the Eddie Murphy bowfinger face, bro. Like, <laughs> but like, it's a chance like Taysom might play week one, bro. Mm-hmm. His, his his the way his body's been able to heal so fast is wild. Um, oh man! And I do think that that's an a, an unexpected bonus and plus that. I don't think you and I were thinking that was going to be an off in the offense this soon. Oh, I didn't, man. It's it's uh, it's huge because you know they need it not only at tight end, but you know when you think about short yardage, uh, goal line, red zone, um, and just just being a weapon, bro. Like you know, say what you want about Taysom, but he's been a good weapon for most of his Saints career, and uh, you know him just being back is going to be huge. Uh, being healthy, knowing his role, not thinking about, you know, am I a start? I want to be a starting quarterback and all that. No, you're not a starting quarterback. But you're going to get some snaps at QB. You're making a ton of money. Um, so, man, just enjoy your football life, bro. Just enjoy it. Just ball out. Um, you know, Dennis Allen did say from time to time they, they, they still do expect him to do some quarterback things, my guess would be quarterback, um, like power stuff here and there, mm-hmm. maybe not to the degree to the degree that he did it under Sean Payton. Um, but just it, it's just an added boost. Um, kind of the same thing for Marcus May. Like he, you know, he's NFL is weird, man. Like 
like when are they going to announce like a suspension for Marcus May? Like what? I'm waiting, <laughs> man. Like, is he going to get suspended? Like, I feel like you feel like one of my favorite gifts, bro. That little sneaky monkey, like, just like <laughs> sneak on out of here and not get caught. Just forget about him. Just <laughs> All right. Hope NFL don't listen to this. No, he didn't do nothing. Um, but he, I believe, if I remember correctly, he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Like mid mid season for the Jets last year, and for the most part, just kind of similar to Taysom, he's gonna. Be able to practice, you know, you may he'll be practicing on a limited basis, but the fact that he's out there is just some good injury news to start training camp is good. I don't, and I'm I'm not gonna say this for us to go down the rabbit hole of the Michael Thomas thing because I think we've discussed that as not ad nauseum, but I did want to say that like the juxtaposition. Of like when Taysom got injured and like when Marcus May got injured and then like Mike Thomas got injured. Keep in mind the Mike Thomas thing. To be fair, it wasn't just an injury; it was like a surgery, and the surgery didn't go well and didn't heal properly. So he had to get another surgery. So I understand that. But if you don't know those facts, if you're just looking at it kind of from just a very simple fan perspective, you're like, "Why Michael Thomas on PUP? Why are you not up right. there playing? Like, what's going on?" Like, right. <laughs> but in regards to Mike Thomas, they both. D.A., Mickey Loomis were just saying soon, soon. They don't envision him being on PvP for very long. I think we got the first step of seeing him in a uniform. I just want to see him on a football field, bro. Just want to see him, man. Just on a football. Like, just lined up. Bro. I just, I, I just, I just need to see it. Like when that first, when that first video, whoever gonna tweet it out when he's able to do whatever he's able to do. Don't hug my phone for a little bit, bro. Just, just give me that, give me that one slant. That's it. Yes. That's it, bro. One slant. Um. So that was the what was reported on Mike Thomas. Soon, soon. Davenport. Davenport was kind of interesting to me, bro. And what they said at the press, like the presser, kind of had me scratching my head a little bit. So it was like he got like the amputated, amputated pinky finger because it got affected, blah blah. And I understand that, and you know, I can't even imagine dealing with shit like that, right? Like, brush on the athletes are fucking wild. Well, let that be known. But like then it was like it just like he his he's on PUP because his conditioning is a words where it needs to be because after he got the like the amputation, he couldn't really do anything. Hmm? Now, I, I'm not a professional athlete. Don't I don't even pretend to be one. My gut tells me I'm not one. But I'm a little confused just from like a basic standpoint. Cause I if you're if your pinky gets amputated, I imagine like that's probably like band-aged up or maybe you're in the cast. I don't I don't know how it works, right? Because they, they didn't amputate the whole entire pinky. It's just, it was top, it was some of it. I would think you could still, like, do like a treadmill, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, I could be wrong. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, it could be blood pressures. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, and this is, again, I feel like this is getting to the territory of just being, being just like a, a dickish fan. And I try to, like, I try not to be that dickish fan anymore. But also, like, I try to be a smart fan. And I'm like, Two plus two, and this is not adding up to the right answer. You know what I mean? No, man. It's it's. it's I was disappointed to see that. I was like, man, like 
like condition, like he's not gonna pass conditioning test because his pinky got amputated. Like, huh? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Does it feel weird? It feels weird to me. It does. It does. I just. Uh, he just I can't get right, you, bro. I heard you tapping over there, bro. You like what? Just like what? <laughs> just can't. He just can't get right, man. Like I don't know, man. Like he has good excuses. I guess that's what a teacher feels like when they have like that student who's like just not getting it right, and they're not like a bad student, but it's just like, what's the problem? Like. What? <laughs> Help oh. me help you. Like, what's the issue? <laughs> That's how it is with that report, bro. Like, I just want to know what's the issue, man. What is the issue? Um, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to say this on the spot, bro. I'm going to give him a couple more weeks. Yeah. In about two or three weeks. But in two or three weeks, things ain't tr- trending upward, bro. Snatching that fucking, he, the, name, the, the name he got, he earned back. Snatching it back, bro. Coming back to first, baby. First, close, bro. I'm being a little lenient with them, but, but I'm getting close. Um, in turn, in turn, man, he ain't no pup, doesn't make really not on pup. And they, they, they brought him up and they said they said they, they expect him to make a jump. This is complete coach front office speak, but they, they said they expect him to make a, a leap in year two and compared. How Cam Jordan made a leap from his rookie season to his second season. We'll see. <laughs> damn, damn, bro. And Cam Jordan played, you know what I'm saying? At least. Yes. <laughs> I even I, re- I remember Cam Jordan rookie season. I know people was like, oh man, where's the sex? But was that, even was then, that- you could. Was, was, did he have that play in the Tampa Bay game? Was it can't was that his rookie season that he had that play? Maybe I'm tripping. Uh he didn't have many big plays. No, he didn't. He didn't. It was it was, but he was great against the run. Yes. He was. And you could just you could just see it. It was like, man, this dude is like a rock solid against the run. If he just speeds it up, you know, 0.5 seconds, he's gonna get some sacks. And he did. You know what I'm saying? And then it was the way Greg Williams used to use the D-line and all that stuff. So I don't know. But with Peyton Turner, it's just like, bro, we just need to see it. Yeah, you Please. flashed a little bit in one game. Like, nah, we need to see it. You need to be on the field. Like, you need to bring it. Bring it. Um, anything else? I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm if I, I'm trying to, like, go through tweets. I, I was busy as shit today. So, this, like, I, I also want to say this. And I know we talked about the game, and the people are like, why are you guys bringing out your Discord? Listen, I go to the Discord now to get caught up more on Saints things than I go to Twitter. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's I, I, it's just quicker. I prefer it. It's boom. Um, so I'm trying to go through like tweets from Catherine Drell, I'm trying to go through tweets from Mike Triplett to be like, I hit on everything. Is there anything else, anything that I'm Missing that was that came out today. Um, oh, uh, so it was Captain Terrell, or it was said that uh, Tano, uh, Tano Passingal and Nick Burnett yeah. will begin training camp on the non football illness list. Yeah, let's see what that's about. I don't know. I'll, I'll say this, bro, especially it's it taste healthy, bro. 
people are dumb, bro. People in, on social media are just, just, just dumb. Like, there's literally, like, this is what people can report on. It's practices. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, that, that's all that can be reported on. So, so when Ryan and I talk about what's happening in training camp from observations that others have noted at training camp, that's that's what we can that's what we can talk about. Also, okay. if you're if you're part of the Saints Twitter community, Discord, Patreon, or just just a huge fan, if you're going to one of the Saints uh, training camp practices, um, let us know because yeah. we want to hear like we want to hear your like it's one thing to hear general observations from beat reporters and things like that, which is great, but sometimes it's really good to hear like observations from fans because i think hell yeah it's it's completely different sometimes than what beat reporters and reporters hone in oh man some of the reports from the fans be the best man i remember this is when i was like so down with the sickness bro like just invested with it just going to saint report everyone's like jubo later jubo post on this you have like a whole rundown of just what that it was Lance Moore left the field. He was in extremely pain. <laughs> remember, I remember them days, bro. I don't miss him. I don't miss him. Don't, don't miss him. But I really um, don't feel like seeing those tweets though. Like Marshawn Lattimore left the field, didn't come back. I just oh, it's like those are the fucking worst, Ryan. Worse, because like literally the next day he could be out there practice, or he could be gone. Like he never <laughs> hear from him again. Nick just be dehydrated, but like we don't know. That's one thing, and I've said this consistently. That's one thing I don't miss about pre pre social media when like training camp was going on. Like you just didn't know, bro. Like you just didn't know. Like you would know maybe like in preseason or something. But like other than that, you had no clue. Players getting dinged up, whatever. And it's no. just like you said, bro. Like it was like, oh, and then like after practice, like oh, it was just a cramp. Like okay, well, yeah, cool. Like, dude, um, take a shit like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> had to pull pull a Lamar. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this episode up, but we really wanted to thank thank you guys again so much for the support. Uh, this really feels like kind of like the like the start of this season starting with like this episode because this it's yeah. about to be full full steam ahead. So. Thanks everyone for supporting us. Really appreciate it. We're planning to be back um, by the end of the week or by Saturday um, to talk about training camp observations, and then for sure we will be back the following week um, more in more in depth training camp observations. So thank you for supporting us. We appreciate y'all. Uh, have have fun as this training camp is about to get started. Um, like I said, if you're if you're Going to training camp and you want to share your observations, feel free to let us know. Oh, one last thing. I meant to say this at the beginning. I didn't say it. Slip my mind. I we tweeted about it. Any free free put ads in, in our podcast, we don't have any any say in. We don't know what's gonna play. Sometimes it's done by where where you're located. So you might hear something from a local business, depending on what like what location or what city you're in, um, that's close to that area. So uh two people reached out to us, I believe it was yeah, believe it was yesterday. It feels like it was four days ago. Two people of the podcast reached out to us yesterday saying that there was 
an ad for Newt Gingrich's latest fucking propaganda book or whatever. We completely had no say, no call in that airing. Um, we immediately reached out to media to fix it, get it, get it rectified. So they're in the process of making sure that that ad is completely blocked and should not be um, airing in our podcast anymore or any minute media podcast um, as soon as it gets blocked. So I want to say that. So if you hear an ad like that, um, that's like, oh, this sounds not what these guys are about. And if you know us, you know what we're about. Please either shoot us the message on Twitter, um, send us an email, just reach get in contact with us any type of way um, so we can rectify it. Um, like someone someone asked on Twitter, like, well, don't you guys get like money for ads? One, it's one, it's for us, it's not even about the money. That, that's, it's, it's not what it's about. It's truly about representing like who we are and what we stand for. And there's things that we don't stand for. We're not going to have our names and our podcasts associated with it. And we'll, go ahead and fix that real quick. So that has nothing to do with the monetary. It's about what our podcast is about. So I want to say that for, I want to say that at the beginning. I forgot, but I didn't want to say it before we ended this episode. Two, it ain't that much money. So don't worry. <laughs> I don't look. Wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> now the new, new, the new ads is bringing in triple digits. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. With that, uh, we're going to get out. We'll be back later this week. We appreciate the support. We're out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.